What's going on? Matt Saboka here from awesomeo.com bringing you the week 17 FanDuel main slate contenders video. A great main slate, our second to last of the season. And before we get into this one, just want to remind you guys to like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Saboka, a follow on Twitter at Draftaholic, that would be much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, Jock Market. Jock Market has turned your knowledge of fantasy sports into a real-time stock market, so you can bet on your favorite players or your least favorite players, maybe, in real time for real cash. Sign up today by downloading the app on Google Play or the App Store and use promo code AWESOMO to get a $25 first match deposit bonus when you do. It's really fun over there. Get into Jock Market today. Okay, guys, on the screen here, you see my numbers 10 through 1 of top defenses this week. As usual, because of the variance of the position, we do see a bit of ambivalence when it comes to what the optimal defense is here, but it's a lot more rational on FanDuel where the values are a little bit different than on DraftKings. Check out that video for DraftKings on the channel around here somewhere. At number 10 and number 9, tied at 4% chance of being in the optimal lineup the Panthers and the Bears at 5% chance of being in the optimal lineup the Colts Bills Rams and 49ers all coming in at numbers eight through five and then we have the Dolphins Saints and Chargers all with a six percent chance of being in the optimal lineup that leaves the Buccaneers playing the New York Jets as the number one defense this week. It makes a whole lot of sense. You'll hear me say on all the shows on Osimo this week about this main slate that I think the 13-point spread currently is very, very generous to the Jets. I think the Buccaneers don't stop passing and don't stop pummeling the New York Jets. They are the number one defense in the optimal lineup 7% of the time. Moving to the tight end position, number five, George Kittle. And George Kittle obviously has had some floor performances uh, this year, but we haven't really seen them in the last few weeks. So it was kind of jarring in week 16 on Thursday Night Football when he only had two receptions on three targets for just 21 yards because the least amount of receiving yards he had had in the three games prior was 93 receiving yards. And yes, the ceiling is still incredibly high for Kittle who leads the position in yards after catch per target as he consistently does. And the matchup is a dream against the Houston Texans, San Francisco, even starting Trey Lance are 13 point favorites. He's scoring over 25 FanDuel points in 14% of our simulations and his medium projection of 11.5 is plenty high to play even at 7,300. He's a fantastic, fantastic tournament option this week. George Kittle is in the optimal lineup 9% of the time. Number four, it's Dallas Goddard and also in an excellent matchup. Maybe not as good as Kittle, but Goddard should have a chance to smash here while the ceiling isn't fantastic he's only getting over 25 fantasy points three percent of the time the matchup against the Washington defense who lean towards being a heavy pass funnel meaning it's easier to pass on them should mean that Jalen Hurts and company need to pass a little bit more than they're used to and that makes a lot of sense since they are super beat up at the running back position Goddard he's you know, a pretty solid chance of getting five to eight targets. He had four targets last week, kind of a disappointment, two catches for 28 yards. But the week before that, 135 
receiving yards on seven catches and then with Gardner Minshew two quick touchdowns on six catches 105 receiving yards so you know the ceiling is there for Goddard you still like Kittle for a ceiling but at 5800 getting a nearly a 10 point median fantasy point projection Dallas Goddard is going to pop in the optimal lineup percentages and he sure does he's in there nine percent of the time at number three it's Travis Kelsey and we felt like we were robbed of getting Travis Kelsey right back to that ceiling score he was always going to get in week 16 because of the fact that he was on the reserve COVID list. But in week 15 on Thursday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers, he completely dominated the fourth quarter in overtime, catching 10 receptions on 13 targets, taking two to the house, including that game ending 30 plus yard receptions that ended with his night at 191 receiving yards. Absolutely. Absolutely insane numbers are possible when you start Travis Kelsey. He has the highest ceiling of anyone at his position by far, regardless of the way that Mark Andrews is playing, regardless of the fact that George Kittle is on this slate. Kelsey has a ceiling score all his own. He has 25 fantasy points in 15.8% of our simulations. And while yes, he's scoring under 10 fantasy points in a third of our simulations, that just has to do with the natural volatility of the tight end position. Great matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals in the sense that it should be a shootout and there should be plenty of passing. Travis Kelsey is my favorite tournament tight end. He is in the optimal lineup 9.1% of the time. At number two at the tight end position, and this is a solid value play. Zach Ertz coming in at 5,500. Yeah, you could do a whole lot worse than Ertz at that salary, especially considering he's the de facto number one option in this Arizona offense. And yeah, the game scripts have been very strange over the last few weeks. This Arizona team has found themselves behind in a lot more game scenarios than they did earlier in the season. And yet, Ertz is seeing more opportunities than ever. 13 targets last game, 11 targets the week before that, three red zone targets during that span, and 14 receptions, no lower than 54 receiving yards in either game. So we've got a solid trend line going for Ertz. And yeah, he's getting a solid ceiling here. 25 fantasy points in 9.4% of our simulations. We do have a lot of simulations where players like AJ Green or Christian Kirk get a majority of the production here. So he's under 10 fantasy points in 45.8% of our simulations. But as far as value options go, 5,500 for an 11.6 median fantasy point projection. That is really, really solid. He is in the optimal line of nearly 14% of the time. At number one, Rob Gronkowski. Yes, he had a floor game last week. One reception for on two targets, just 23 yards. And that was after just two receptions the week before that for just 29 yards. So maybe people have soured just a little bit on Gronk, but hey. He is playing the New York Jets, the worst defense in the NFL by PFF's team defensive grades, the worst defense in the NFL by schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. So why not go right back? That 6,700 salary is definitely, definitely not too much. And if there's any player who's going to rival Travis Kelsey in ceiling score, at least this week, 
It's Rob Gronkowski. Expect him to turn back the clock like he's playing for the Patriots and just wreck the Jets. He is in the optimal lineup exactly 14% of the time, just edging out Zach Ertz as the number one tight end for week 17. The wide receiver position number five, it's T Higgins and Mike. Goodness, what a game from T. Higgins against the Baltimore Ravens last week. 12 receptions on 13 targets, two touchdowns, 157 air yards. He turned it into 194 receiving yards, a career high for T. Higgins. And yeah, the ceiling is super high for both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Really, this entire Cincinnati passing offense in the years to come. But they're going to need it right this week because they are playing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And the offense on the Kansas City side looks to have figured things out. Not to mention the fact that they're getting Travis Kelsey back this week. So shootout potential galore here for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. A median projection of 13 fantasy points. That's going to do it for a 7,000 salary wide receiver. Yes, of course, it's a volatile position. In a third of our simulations, he's scoring under 10 fantasy points. Surprise, wide receivers can have floor games here, even in good spots. But over 25 fantasy points in 21% of our simulations, even though he's not the wide receiver one on his own team. T. Higgins is an excellent player and an excellent value in an excellent matchup against the Chiefs this week. He's the number five wide receiver this week 17 main slate. At number four, A.J. Brown and the Tennessee Titans were depleted all over the field on offense. And so they did the most rational thing they could against the San Francisco 49ers and just got A.J. Brown involved as many times as humanly possible. The man had 250 air, 15 air yards last week, which was 49 air yards more than the next closest wide receiver. He had 79% of the team's air yards last week, which is by far far the most in air yards share in a week this season. I'm not surprised to see him scoring 25 fantasy points in a solid 20% of our simulations here. The matchup against Miami is tough. They are the eighth best defense in PFF team defensive grades, but in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed, they're closer to league average. And the Titans are surprisingly favorites here, uh, even though the Dolphins come in super, super hot seven game winning streak. It, yes, the the ceiling is low here because of the game environment. It's a 39 and a half point total, but still, we could have a situation where AJ Brown completely dominates the wide receiver target share and air yard share for the Titans. That's why he's in the optimal lineup. 15.5% of the time. Number three, Cooper Cup. And honestly, I think this is a low ranking for Cooper Cup. A fantastic matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Completely decimated secondary. Anthony Averett is out this week because of a fractured rib. And he was the last solid secondary player standing for the Baltimore Ravens, who are now one of the biggest pass funnel defenses in the NFL, meaning it's much, much easier to pass on them than it is to rush on them. They're the league's worst team in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers that is bad news when you're playing matthew stafford odell beckham and cooper cup the highest floor and highest ceiling projection here 42.7 percent chance of having 25 or more fan duel points this week and his median projection of 19.5 is more than enough to make him a solid value option for cash game 
tons of tons of ways to play Cooper Cup this week. He is in the optimal lineup 16.4% of the time. At number two, Tyreek Hill. And really, it's a toss-up between Hill and Cup. Honestly, I think... The reason we have Hill higher in optimal lineup percentages is because of the ceiling score he presents in this game environment, not necessarily because of the individual play. I still like Cup in cash games, but as a ceiling option, as a stacking option with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill looks excellent this week, even though he had a down week against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Uh, I mean, the, the Chiefs are 10th in team PFF offensive grades but they're playing significantly significantly better than that over the last two weeks against the chargers and the steelers a median fantasy projection of 16.2 fantasy points that's pretty good when you're talking about a solid discount in salary from cooper cup 25 or more fantasy points in 27 percent of our latest simulations tyree kill surprisingly just ahead of cooper cup in 17.4 percent of our latest simulations. And at number one, you might be noticing a slight trend on FanDuel. For a third straight position, we see a Tampa Bay Buccaneers player at the very top of their respective position list. Antonio Brown at 8,500 is up there in salary. I mean, he's up there with the, he's up there, he's got a higher salary than Tyree Kill for goodness sake. And we still have him in the optimal lineup at a higher percentage than Hill. The Buccaneers are not going to stop passing and they are not going to stop destroying this New York Jets defense who ranks last in PFF team defensive grades and last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. That's why in nearly 40% of our simulations, Brown is getting over 25 fantasy points and he has a nearly 18 fantasy point median projection. That is just too solid, too good of a floor and ceiling to pass up, whether it's in cash games or tournaments and tone. Antonio Brown, after a huge game last week, we expect another big game this week. He is in the optimal lineup 22% of the time. Moving on to the running back position, number five, DeAndre Swift off the injury report, ready to play for the first time since week 12. And prior to week 12, when he got injured in that game against Chicago, Swift was rolling, obviously had receiving upside every single week, but he had a game where he had 39 total opportunities. So even on a bad Detroit offense, even in a game where they are six and a half point underdogs against a Seattle team already eliminated from playoff contention, you can absolutely consider Swift a floor play on a half PPR platform like FanDuel. Maybe a move away from him because the ceiling game isn't as high as other players. So in a tournament situation, you, you don't necessarily need him, but he's getting 25 fantasy points in 15.8% of our simulations. And he has a 14 point median fantasy point projection. That is just fine at 7,700. He's in the optimal lineup, essentially tied with Rashad Penny in that same game and ahead of Eli Mitchell and Ezekiel Elliott and Austin Eckler in the optimal lineup 9% of the time. Number three, it's Michael Carter. And I understand this play here. I understand why the math says he should be in the optimal lineup as much as he is. 
13.9% of our latest simulations show Michael Carter in the optimal lineup, but personally, I am not so sure I trust this, certainly not in tournaments. Maybe in cash games, I get it because of the salary-based expectations and the median projection of 13.4, helping you get to a decent floor in your lineup, but I just don't see the ceiling against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. They're the ninth best defense in PFF's team defensive grades this season. And so sure, Michael Carter could probably get 20 total opportunities in this game, but how efficient is he going to be on that volume? Yeah, he's getting to 25 or more fantasy points in 13.6% of our simulations, but I think he is closer to that four floor play. 39% of the time, he's getting under 10 fantasy points. Still, you can't argue with the math. He's in the optimal lineup 14% of the time. At number three, it's Jonathan Taylor, and it's certainly a high salary. 10K is always tough to, pl to play play a player app because you just got to make so many other salary-based concessions. But I completely understand if fantasy gamers are deciding to anchor their lineups around starting Jonathan Taylor this week. Against the Las Vegas Raiders, they're six and a half point favorites, although the biggest total isn't that high, 44 and a half right now. The Indianapolis Colts are much healthier than they were last week and should be able to dominate from start to finish. Taylor, the best running back in the open field in the league by far this season. Number one in evaded tackles per touch. Number one in breakaway run rate. That's the ability to turn a rush into 10 yards or more. Taylor could easily lead the NFL in opportunities this weekend. He had 29 opportunities last weekend. So while the ceiling game was certainly not there this weekend, against the Vegas Raiders in week 17. I think it is very, very bearish to have him at number three on this list because the ceiling is so high. 47.9% of the time, he's getting over 25 fantasy points. He is in the optimal lineup 17% of the time. At number two, it's David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants defense is an absolute mess. 26th in PFF team defensive grades. And David Montgomery has such a high floor here because of the way he's being used in the receiving game. Nine targets in two of his last four games. In fact, over the last four games, he's had more targets in these four than in any four-game span of his entire career. He has not had lower than six targets in any of those four games. That's why you're seeing a score of 25 or more fantasy points in this plus matchup for Montgomery in 36.9% of our simulations. I'm surprised to even see him under 10 fantasy points in 15% of our sims because I really don't think it's going to happen this week. The Giants are a run funnel defense, meaning it's easier to run on them than pass on them. And that's exactly what the Bears want to do. They want to run out this season with David Montgomery. He's in the optimal lineup with 22.4% of our latest simulations. That number one at the running back position, really the closest thing we have to a free square this week. The salary isn't stupendously low, but it's 70 100, a median projection of 17.4 fantasy points for Sony Michelle means he is way ahead of salary-based expectations, and that's why you're seeing him as the number one value option this weekend. And the ceiling is there, even if you want to play him in tournaments, particularly with the popularity of Cooper Cup in all lineups, Sony Michelle getting 25 in 25% of our simulations is something that players may forget about. And so 
I really, really like Sony Michelle this week, despite the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are easier to pass on than rush against. The volume is there. The team efficiency has been there despite Matthew Stafford's turnover problems in the second half of the season. Sony Michelle is in the optimal lineup nearly 25% of the time, making him the number one running back on the main slate. And finally, to the quarterbacks at number five, Taysom Hill. And yeah, this is going to look good when you get a 20 point, excuse me. At number five, it's Taysom Hill, the quarterback starting off with a pretty contrarian option here at number five. Hill in a 37 and a half total game. That's the lowest on the main slate, but a large majority of the offense will be run through Taysom Hill's legs. And of course, they'll use him sparingly with his arm as well. Hill has a 52% chance of having 25 plus fantasy points. And at that middling 7,700 salary, now you're talking. The Saints are six and a half point favorites. And you got to expect that they will use Hill a lot after he missed last week due to being on the COVID-19 list. Uh, so at this time, I really do understand why our simulations are putting him in at 7.3% clip. I don't think it's my favorite play in tournaments, but in cash games, I know there are some more obvious value options. Taysom Hill has a pretty great floor and ceiling. At number four, it's Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott was just magnificent. The entire Dallas team was magnificent against the Washington football team in week 16. 39 pass attempts, 8.5 yards per attempt. That's 330 total yards passing and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's his second game this season where he's had 8.5 yards per attempt, four touchdowns and zero interceptions. An incredibly efficient player in a great offense with a super high ceiling playing an Arizona team that has been reeling the last few weeks after at one point they were the number one team in the NFC so PFS team uh PFS 16th worst defense in team defensive grades that's not going to stop Dak Prescott over 25 fantasy points in 53 percent of our simulations he is in the optimal lineup a solid eight percent of the time and he is one of my favorite tournament options this week a sky high ceiling for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys at number three speaking of sky high ceilings it's Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes obviously getting over 25 fantasy points and a ton of our simulations and that's basically because over the last six seven quarters really Mahomes and the Chiefs have turned that corner and looked like the Chiefs of old still they're ranked 10th in PFF's team offensive grades everyone knows that that ceiling is closer to that five to one range where we typically see them at year's end only 10 fantasy points or less in 10.3 percent of our simulations that means the floor is incredibly high for Patrick Mahomes you can absolutely pair him up with his one of his top options in Kelsey or Hill who are both back this week a 22 and a half point median fantasy point projection on FanDuel absolutely fantastic that means at 8500 he is worth a play this week Mahomes in the optimal lineup 8.2% of the time. At number two, it's Trey Lance, 6,400 for Trey Lance, and it's a very, very good value. It is not a must play in cash as it is on DraftKings this week, in my opinion, but Trey Lance is in a great spot. San Francisco is the third best offense via P uh, PFF's team offensive grades, and they're playing Houston, who, while they showed up last week, both on offense and defense against the Los Angeles Chargers, 
they're still ranked 29th in PFF's team defensive grades here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Rookie quarterback bound to make mistakes, but also bound to use his legs plenty. We should see at least six rush attempts, maybe even more, some read option plays with Eli Mitchell. If he's able to go, and you got Debo Samuel and George Kittle both healthy here in a game where San Francisco is favored by nearly two touchdowns. A 25-point score in 45% of our latest simulations. Trey Lance is a fantastic value play, no doubt about it, in the optimal lineup nearly 10% of the time. And finally, the number one quarterback for the Week 17 main slate on FanDuel is Josh Allen. And I know Tom Brady has a great matchup against the New York Jets, and we certainly love his skill position players. He is not as good as some of these other players near uh, the top of the list. And Josh Allen, similar price and a very, very similar ceiling here against the Atlanta Falcons, who rank second worst in the NFL in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed. The Bills are 14.5 point favorites at home. Josh Allen looked fantastic against the best defense in the NFL in New England last week. I think he is going to be able to trounce Atlanta this week. He's getting over 25 fantasy points in 70% of our simulations, so the ceiling projection for Allen is unparalleled this week, and his floor is really solid. Only 3.8% of the sims is he getting under 10 fantasy points. Not surprised to see Allen as the top option despite a top-tier salary. He is in the optimal lineup nearly 16% of the time. And that is going to do it for this Week 17 Main Slate edition of the FanDuel Contenders video. If you're looking for the DraftKings version, it's around here somewhere. Go ahead and look for it on the channel. We will be back on Sunday for the Sunday Night Football Contenders video. Until then, I'm Matt Saboka from Awesomeo.com. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Jock Market. Make sure to use promo code Awesomeo when you sign up. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday.